production. Hello, it's Sarah. I wanted to let you know about my three new meditations I have made especially for you. If you follow the podcast, you'll know that meditation has been a big part of my life for a long time, so a lot of care has been taken in making these meditations extremely powerful. I've created a 20-minute manifestation meditation to allow you to bring your dreams into reality. Then I've created two 10-minute meditations, one for the morning to help you start your day vitalized and with a clear mind, then an evening meditation to help you have a calm and restful sleep. You can find these three meditations on my website at the shop tab at sarahgrimberg.com. Jessica Seffel is a best-selling health author and the founder of JS Health. She is passionate about empowering people to give up dieting, nourish their bodies and find balance with food and fitness for life. As a chronic fad dieter who was obsessed with weight, she was caught in a cycle she did not know how to stop. After realising hating on her body was affecting every aspect of her life, she committed to understanding what nutrition was all about. When she learnt how the body works, her mentality towards food and health completely changed. She now has a global vitamin and wellness brand that has helped over hundreds of thousands of people. This conversation shines a light on the darkness of eating disorders, how your mental state affects your health and well-being, and the importance of good nutrition. My therapist always says to me, open up to the pain, like let it in, let it be there, don't resist, open the hands. It really does shape who we are. We actually need it. I say to my husband so many times and, you know, thinking of maybe having a family in the future, maybe next year, and I say, oh, no, 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 I could not have been a mom if I didn't go through that because, as I said, it's given me the grit and the humility and strength and knowing what's important in life through that hardship. I'm Sarah Grimberg, and this is a life of greatness. Working as a podcast and radio producer, I have been fortunate enough to cross paths with many intriguing people who have had a profound impact on me. In this series, I share stories and experiences from the people who have brought inspiration to my life, and hopefully yours too. Jessica Seppel is the author of many books, including The 12-Step Mind-Body-Food Reset and Living the Healthy Life. In its essence, this conversation is about connecting with and expressing that which is more fundamental and meaningful and battling the demons of a society that embraces the superficial side of beauty. Jessica is sincerely passionate about helping people eat and live better. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did recording it. Jessica Seppel, welcome. I was just talking to you before we started and I hear a little bit of South African in your accent. (laughs) Can you tell us about the early years of growing up and moving from South Africa to Australia and how your family life was? Yes, I was so fortunate with my upbringing. I was brought up in Johannesburg, South Africa, until I was 13 years old and that's when we immigrated purely out of um, safety, I would say. My parents were feeling worried about the crime at the time and we did have family living here too. So immigration was probably harder than I anticipated looking back. You know, 13 is that age when everything is just getting settled in, in terms of your friendship circle. Academically, I was performing, knowing which school I was going to go to. It was just a really, I was settled in my life. Um, 
especially entering those teenage years. And then suddenly all of that gets taken away from you and you have to restart and rebuild. Um, I think it was quite a formative time in my life and also in so many ways what led to the Jay's Health blog because of my struggles with disordered eating and fad dying all kind of began at that age. But yeah, beautiful upbringing. We lived in Johannesburg, but we also lived some of our time in Plentenburg Bay, which is like a coastal town. I'm trying to imagine um, what it compares to kind of like Byron Bay. Mm. Um, a beautiful coastal town. And we actually spent many months. My mom was a little bit alternate like that. She would take us out of school and we were allowed to spend a lot of our time in Plet, months at a time and beautiful, wholesome life. Like my mom really was living the healthy life throughout our childhood, cooking healthy food. We used to help her cook healthy food. We used to hike as part of our holidays, lots of swimming, lots of dedication to well-being and feeling good through food, through movement, taking care of yourself. And so it was I was very, very fortunate to be brought up in a healthy home from day one. And, you know, I remember being in our house and we only ever had brown bread. We never had white bread. We never really had junk food lying around. We We absolutely were allowed to eat junk food if we went to parties or socialize. But at home, we were always living the healthy life and eating wholesome food. And I'd like to touch on that because being a mother myself, it is that knowing about health and good foods and how it affects your brain just as much as your gut and your energy, everything. It's it's such an important part of our well-being, what we put into our body. And I find though there are so many situations where you think, oh, obviously you don't want to be restrictive. Your kids go to a party. You don't want them to be the only kids that aren't eating the stuff that's there. But really a lot of these places, even in this day and age, they do still have food that majority of it isn't nice. If they're going Mm. to like a play centre for a party or that, they're not giving cut up vegetables and all that kind of stuff and, you know, really wholesome, nice foods. Having the background that you did and we'll go into your journey with food shortly, but I wonder knowing what you do, and I know you don't have kids, but what are the messages that you've seen that you think even from your youth that you would give to mothers who are going through that struggle where they want to bring their children up as healthy, but there is the flashiness of advertising and the fact that they sit with kids that are eating bad food. A lot of those foods sometimes to them taste nicer going to parties and allowing them to feel free to indulge without the restriction. And then what happens at home and how you eat most of the time is what matters. Yes. What you do most of the time is what your body will listen to. So eating a wholesome diet, you know, 80% of the time and giving yourself that 20% leeway of flexibility and freedom with food is really important. And I think I I find it hard to comment because I'm not yet a mum and I can't imagine what it would feel like and how torn one might feel, you know, and there's just so many different levels of do I, you know, where do I put my foot down when it comes to junk food and, you know, allowing my children to indulge and how much can I comment, how much can I not comment? It's like a very Mm. difficult conversation. But I think I can only say that the way that I've guided the Jay's Health community through balance and flexibility and freedom with food and removing the restriction and extremes is probably the best way to model for children. Yes, that's beautiful advice. And I wonder, how did you get into that pattern of restrictive eating or that sort of disordered eating that you mentioned? Yeah, it really began 
pretty much as I immigrated from South Africa to Australia. And also, you know, when you're 13 and you get your period and your body starts changing, I got such a fright and no one tells you as a teenager, this Mm. is normal. You know, your body's going to change. Your hormones are going to change. You're going to actually develop hips. Um, And I really panicked. And like, as I I say, I think I started Jay's Health in so many ways because I wish I myself had a mentor during my teenage years and someone guiding me and saying to me, it's okay, this is normal. So what happened was, you know, I was going through puberty, my body was changing and I panicked and I discovered fad dieting and probably through the trashy celebrity magazines and fashion TV because as scary as it sounds, there, you know, it's it's scary to me to think of how much I struggled as a teenager and there was still no social media at that time. So just yeah. imagine how teenagers are struggling today with the comparison and the influx of media in their in their minds of how to look and the ideals and the perfection. But I just had I just had discovered fad dieting I think through fashion te- fashion TV and trashy magazines. Um, as a way to control my weight. And it sounds sad, but it's my truth. Being thin became my goal in life. And that number on the scale really did start to determine my self-worth. And I say that um, freely because I just know how many women are struggling with the same today, where that number really does determine how they feel about themselves. And that's not okay because that number is not a def- like does not define who you are and what you're worth. Um, and so I discovered, yeah, that's how I discovered fad dieting and really developed disordered eating, also negative body image, body dysmorphia. And I think it was for about at least 10 years of struggling, trying every single fad diet. And I often say the funniest thing about fad diets is that every single one says something completely different and polar opposite. <laughs> so one's telling you to eat no carbs. The other one's telling you to eat high protein, low fat, no high fat, so confused, so overwhelmed. And by the end of it, so afraid of all the food groups because the fad diet tells you so many different things that by the end of it, you're actually afraid of all the food groups, which I was. I was genuinely afraid of food. Um, And so it just began that, you know, the saddest thing about that time was how disconnected I was from myself and my body because I do say this to the community often, when you're listening to everyone else, you stop listening to yourself and you stop being in tune with your body and your unique biochemistry and your needs. And so I was just listening to every fad diet, listening to whatever, whatever and anything that would help me look a certain way. And unfortunately developed a really unhealthy relationship with food and my body. And that's when things started changing for me. I've spoken to a lot of parents who have actually told me that their children and especially girls are struggling with eating disorders. And I think that COVID just absolutely amplified that and they saw this high rate of eating disorders and the parents struggle so much and it's horrible to see they feel helpless yeah how did your parents cope at that time yeah I think it was actually stressful they were in their own stressful worlds of immigration (laughs) that's the truth and my dad actually didn't have a job for four to five years when we immigrated which was his which was just terribly stressful for him personally. My mom was just trying to find her feet with three children. I think they were honestly a little bit caught up in their own stress, but there was a time where my mom really panicked. I was meant to go away with a friend and she actually said, because I was so restricted with my food, she didn't allow me. And at that time she took me to see a dietitian. Um, And she said, until you put on weight, until you start to eat well, um, you're not going away with your friends and she kind of put her foot down, yes. you know, as immigration is so intense. I think she was struggling herself. My dad was trying to find a job. 
but she definitely was worried about me. And that's when she sent me to the dietitian because she was always modeling such a beautiful, wholesome, balanced, healthy life at home and cooking us beautiful, wholesome food. It's not like she was doing anything wrong. She was modeling in a beautiful way, but um, I was on my own mission and I was a little Mm. bit out of control. For people that don't know, you have JS Health, which is just this huge, amazing company that's just done so unbelievably well. It's got these loyal followers. You've built this amazing, amazing community. And it started off by you writing a blog. You mentioned that earlier. How did that all transpire? I know you did a couple of cookbooks and then suddenly the sky's the limit. Yeah. So in my fourth year of study, um, I started blogging very candidly about this relationship with food. I was, it was really a diary. Um, I actually kept it private for nine months until my husband, again, my boyfriend at the time turned to me, Dean, and said, I think you should make this public because it's going to help so many. I didn't have enough confidence at the time to do that even. Um, but can I just say that is a pretty scary thing for most people. Oh yeah. Firstly, to be vulnerable in this day and age is you don't want people to think of you in a certain way, not that there's any negativity in your story. It's so beautiful and will help so many people. But still, there is a lot of vulnerability putting yourself out there. So how did you move past that, that fear, to then start the blog and and start writing about your journey? Yeah, I I think maybe because I was starting to feel better physically and mentally through my nutrition studies. Meeting my husband was such a game changer for me because he gave me this feeling of safety that I'd never felt before. Um, and he just believed Aww. in me and he still does say it makes me emotional <laughs> because <laughs> like, you know, I didn't believe in myself. So having him believe in me, um, not that I, I, I don't believe in a partner saving you, but like he yes. gave me that, that um, feeling of safety that I could do, I can do anything. And he still is like that today. You can ask my girls. He's like, you can do anything. So I just kind yes. of got this like this confidence and safety that I hadn't experienced before. And I was also excited though. I, ha- I remember this feeling of, wow, maybe there is a better way to live a healthy life. Maybe we don't need to put ourselves through this torturous fad dieting of extremes and restrictions. What if there is a better way to take care of our bodies? And I was sort of seeing it in real life with the changes and transitions that I was making myself personally. So I got excited and I was ready to share the message. But as I said, it was nine months of keeping it private. So there was a point as to which, okay, maybe I'm ready to do this. And again, very people appreciated my honesty and yes. transparency and vulnerability. And that's how it remains today. Like whatever I'm going through in my life, whether it's, you know, my mental health crisis I went through a couple of years ago after losing my best friend to mental health or work issues or building the pains of building a business. I'm very honest and candid. I think I'm also the daughter of a therapist. So we were always encouraged. Yes. Ah, She was also a relationship sex therapist. (laughs) (laughs) But we were always encouraged to speak our truth. And there was nothing wrong with being vulnerable. And, um, you know, my mom has always said life is hard. And why you expect it to be any other way? Because I'm sort of a perfectionist, I'm like, why? This is it's meant to be good. This is meant to be all good. Um, no, it's life is difficult, and so we've always sort of been encouraged to speak our truth. But it was still difficult for me to share the blog. But people appreciated so much this freshness of honesty around the health industry at the time, and I think yeah. it was just such fortunate timing because back then the health industry wasn't cool or trendy. Mm. It was just starting to become of interest to people, I would say. And so I was really like, please, 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 let's find a better way to embrace the healthy life. Um, So 
a couple months after launching the blog, I got my, my I got my first book deal with Pan Macmillan. It was there's still a career highlight to me. I don't like talking about myself too much, but when two publication houses started bidding against me, I don't even That's know what amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> Six months after it was probably nine or eight or nine months after launching the blog, sort of it was getting traffic. Instagram didn't really even exist at the time. It was Facebook, and I also started the blog, developed this philosophy, and started building this Jay's Health community. And remember, for eight years. I nourished this Jay's Health community through the books, through the app, through the program, an eight-week program. So vitamins are very recent and new for the brand, but there was a whole world of JS Health before the vitamins, which some people forget about and nourishing a community of extraordinary women. But yeah, so I had two um, publishing houses bid against me about nine months after launching the blog. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Because, you know, it just was, it was so unexpected. And back then. Oh, and especially for your first book and not being a big name at the time because you were just starting up. That is actually very, very rare. So how amazing is that? No, it was really cool moment. I remember one, the one publishing house took me for lunch and then the other one took me for lunch. And then this one, like it was literally a bidding war was going on. I was 20, I don't even know how old was I, like 24, 25. And I was just like, it just was just such a shock. Really? Remember back then also having opportunity in the health industry for a female and still in the vitamin industry, I'm one of the only female founders. Um, It's all male dominated, but back then, think of it. How could I have ever imagined that a blog or an eight-week program or an app or a social media following um, or a vitamin range would be even in the realm of possibility for me. So this was just all a beautiful surprise, blessing, accident. Um, One thing led to the next, as you were saying earlier, but Jay's Health started taking off um, through the blog, through the books. Um, I developed this eight-week program, which uh, sort of cemented the philosophy into a step-by-step program. And then the Jay's Health app followed that. And then why vitamins, Jess? That's like another whole podcast and story because (laughs) I don't speak about it enough, but vitamins, it was always going to be vitamins. Vitamins have been a love of my life for my whole life. I was actually that teenager who had stacks and stacks of vitamins at the age of 13 and 14 in my bathroom instead of makeup. Honestly, you can ask my sisters, they tease me about it all the time. Just rows and rows. I have to see if I have a photo somewhere, just rows and rows of vitamins. Um, as At 13 or 14 years old, it's a bit weird. And then I now know my great grandmother used to travel from Africa to Switzerland to get her vitamins. Wow. I had an uncle as well who passed, who also was obsessed by vitamins. Sometimes it just feels like this innate calling. Yes. What's really interesting, Jess and I were talking before we started about manifestation and how we both really love it. And you said to me, I wasn't sure that it was going to become what it is now and all this stuff. But it's interesting as an outsider listening to your story. And I feel that one thing with manifestation is having the love for what you want to achieve anyway. And you were talking about how from a young age, you've always loved vitamins, you've always loved health, but there was the fact that you worked at Priceline and you were checking out the vitamins and you were really there at the beginning. So there was this, it was brewing away in you and then it kind of, it came to be because I feel from my journey Mm. in entertainment, I always loved acting and I was always in the plays at school and then I loved listening to stories and 
and talking to people. And I, I had this thing about me where I could always extract information from a person in a way that they had never told anyone else before. Mm, I love that. And it led me to where I am now. And I feel that that's the same with you, that without even knowing it, <laughs> probably you have this amazing story. It's true. You had this love from such a young age. Who's in love with vitamins from the age <laughs> know, of 12 really or 13? Totally. I think you're right. I never thought about that. It was probably an accidental manifestation. Yes. Yes. That's the best type because it's not like yeah. you're doing that over manifestation where you want something so bad that it doesn't come. And the totally. same with this job. I never thought... I really want to interview people. You were I worked relaxed in entertainment about it. for a decade and then I got the opportunity and I started the podcast and so it came. Cool. So well I th- I feel that you you have been manifesting since you were young without even realizing it. Thank you. I think that's so cool. I think it's true. I think it was brewing and just a pure passion, really. I'm yes. my girls in the office will tell you I'm just so passionate about what I do. It gets me out of bed every day because, as you know, building a business is so hard. I'm just very honest about that fact and it's grueling and you need a lot of grit to get through every day and there's just constant hardships. And what gets me out of bed is that passion and purpose. I'm like, I know. I need to create that mood and emotional balance formulation. I need to create that magnesium that I know is going to make my, you know, my customers feel better at night and wake up with more energy. I need to create that recipe that's going to change their family dinner time. Like it's just a real pure passion to support the Jay's Health community. And it's, it's what gets you through. Really, it does. You have to have, you have to hold on so, so tight onto that passion, that heartfelt passion and purpose. Otherwise, I don't think it can get you through. And as you mentioned, creating a business is really hard. Anyone who's in a business, I find it exhausting and (laughs) similar to you. Getting out of bed because I know I'm going to interview people like yourself fills my heart with joy and then obviously giving those messages to my community and changing their lives is what feeds me. And I'd like to ask you, you touched on mental health and the fact that you see a therapist, which I think is so unbelievably important. Yes. But I wonder... From a business perspective and also a family perspective, friends and just the outside world in general, there are so many aspects that we cannot control. What we can control is our internal world, but our Mm. external world is forever changing. That's the dichotomy of life and the yin and the yang, the Mm. light and the shade. You touched on before about your friend, not only is that a friend of yours, but you're building this huge business and just using that as an example of a chaotic time. How do you Mm. still manage to run a business, keep a healthy lifestyle and do Mm. all those kind of things? So funny because on the way here, I was with my gorgeous Georgie who works for JS Health and we were just talking about this because like, ah, I went through a mental health crisis whilst building JS Health Vitamins. In fact, JS Health Vitamins had peaked in terms of success during my mental health decline because as I said, I lost my best friend to mental health. Um, and I, I mean, I'd probably had anxiety my whole life without really acknowledging it, but I developed extraordinary amounts of anxiety, PTSD, and trauma from that experience. And I had to really dig deep because I was crumbling inside. Actually, I think the community and my team and my customers, and of course, my husband, like got me through because mm. I was disabled by anxiety and trauma and PTSD for years. But terribly for at least 18 months. And (laughs) I don't even actually know sometimes. That's some, we were talking about this too. Like sometimes I feel like I'm a strong girl. Sometimes I feel like I'm not very strong, but I must be strong overall because I did get through it. And, um, 
I don't know how. I think it's. I think it must be again the purpose, the calling, mm-hmm. um, the pure passion. I I didn't want to give up on my customers and my team. I mean, my team up until well then at least were working from my home. We you know up for five wow. years. For five years we worked from the back of our house, tiny little room. We squished six of us into there. Worked from home for five years until about three years ago. So. Um, I didn't want my, t- I just didn't want to give up on them. I would see them every day. And I would, mm. a lot of the time I was bedridden with this anxiety. I was just very confused by what I was going, going through. Now I can see clearly it was PTSD and trauma because I was obviously with my best friend a couple of days before. Um, and so I just had to, I had to stay strong. But what it's done is it's been an enlightenment for me. It was a blessing that Jay's Health Vitamins was going through the success that it did. And I didn't care. I didn't care yes. how successful Jay's Health Vitamins was. I cared about my customers, my community, of course, but it didn't matter because all I wanted was my mental health and peace. And I wanted to get through that time. So it's just the most grounding, humbling experience. It happened humbling. for a reason. And it also gave me grit and strength to get through whatever I have to for the for the rest of my life. Like yes. I had to dig so, so deep. I never expected like as I said, I didn't really ever struggle with my mental health prior. So I got a big rude awakening and I think it's given me the tools that I need to get through business and through life and hopefully motherhood one day. I think if I hadn't gone through that crisis, I'm not sure if I'd have the tools and the strength that I've built over the last three years. It's happened about three years ago and I've been in therapy every single week since. So I'm so open about that. My therapist is in the US, she's one of the best of the best. I see a psychiatrist. I have a team. I have an extraordinary team. I have um, mentors. I have um, just a team of people supporting me in the background. Um, And when I see myself starting to struggle again, I just have the resources, whether it's seeing my therapist more, going back to the psychiatrist. I'm open about the fact that I, I believe in Western medicine alongside vitamins. I believe both yes, are powerful. But I do as also well. to get yeah. through business, you might know this, you need to be in therapy because things come up, managing people, not taking things personally, finding the strength within yourself, the belief within yourself. Because the tools. Of yes, course, they give you the tools. Yeah. And of course, you're going to be self-doubting along the way. That's part of building a business. So just having someone to relay that to and talk you out of your own maybe nonsense in your mind is so important during the journey of building a business. And it's also given me an extra kindness and empathy for my team. You know, I have this beautiful culture where I say to them, you come and speak to me in my office. When you are struggling, you come into my office and they will, and they will cry and I will send them wherever they need to be sent. I'll make sure they take that mental health day. It's created um, a powerful team that's different, that I want to be a founder that listens and cares because we're living in a hard world. Everyone is suffering Mm. to some degree. Absolutely. I think what you said is really interesting as well, because we all have dark moments in our life and we can either learn from them or we don't. And it sounds like you did. I mean, I had my own and that's why this podcast kind of came about. And through that darkness, the ego moves to the side and we rise again as you mentioned, you're humbled by it and humbled is the best word because I feel the environment is always going to shake us a bit. And I think sometimes life will show us these things and we learn from them or we can choose not to learn from them. And if I'm a true believer that if we don't learn from them, they'll come up again, but in another form. So totally. 
We need the pain. You know, like I used to be so afraid of the pain and hardship. It is. It's a good wake up. It's a real wake up and shake up. <laughs> yes. And absolutely a wake up and shake up. So I For think sure. you sharing your story and being yeah. able to tell us about your mental health routine or things that you do to mm. be where you are is so unbelievably important. And it's also yeah. what's great to hear is the fact that you do run this huge business and you are really successful and shit happens to you too. <laughs> you are not immune from it. We need the night darkness for the light. And so yes, um, the stars can't shine without the darkness. Exactly. And I also just feel like I used to be afraid of hardship and pain. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want to live a life of pain. No, 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 no. Like, yes. I think that was me. And my therapist always says to me, she says, open up to the pain. Like, yes. let it in. Let it be there. Don't, like, don't resist. Like, open the hands. Allow it to come. Life is shit sometimes. It really does shape who we are. We actually need it. I say to my husband so many times, and, you know, thinking of maybe having a family in the future, maybe next year, and I say, oh, no, 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 I could not have been a mom if I didn't go through that. Because it's, it's given yeah. me the grit and the humility and strength and knowing what's important in life yeah. through that hardship. And if I didn't have that hardship and pain, I'm not sure if I would be the person I am today. I'm not sure if I would keep building J's Health Vitamins to be what it is because I just have so much inner strength and grit now through. And, and it still continues. I don't want it to sound like I'm all perfect now and everything's... Um, you know, tied up. Like it's, yes. it, it's a journey and I have harder days and harder weeks and I just go back into therapy and journal and take some time off, take a few steps back when I need to. So just a complete work in progress, yeah. but I'm, I'm ready. I'm like all in, you know what I mean? Like the hands yes. are open, the hands are open. mentioned your community before and you have a beautiful community of people and I feel that it's funny sometimes where I think like oh it's all too much and then it's like <laughs> my community will reach out to me and say you 100%. should do this or we'll support you to do this and they yes. actually sometimes give me ideas like someone it was so sweet messaged me the other day and they said, why don't you try this? Everyone would support you. Mm. It was an idea that I'd been thinking about that they would have had no idea They gave of you the encouragement. I've never met this person. I thought, isn't it funny when your community starts giving you ideas for things and they've been with you since the beginning? You just love oh, yeah. those people that have been with you since oh, the beginning. And what a blessing. You have such a beautiful community of people. And I wonder, how do you foster that relationship and keep those people on board? And how do you nurture that? Yeah, that's such a good question. You just made me realise that we just have cheerleaders behind us at all times. How lucky, what a yes, blessing. Yes, the cheerleaders. They're our yeah. cheerleaders for sure. And, you know, my community have been with me since day one for a decade. I, I literally can tell you all their names. Like that's how well I know them. I know everything. I know what ch the children that they have, where they live, what vitamins they take. So it's the most important part of my job. And I've been very, very blessed to be able to hand over the business side, the finances, the running of the business to my husband and a team and a CFO, because then I can really focus on my strengths, which is nourishing the community. I can say that is a strength of mine, looking after them, connecting with them, creating products for them. So I'm the community manager slash product developer at this point. I still reply to DMs. So that's a beautiful way and messages and emails. It's a beautiful way for me to connect yeah. with them. It's a lot 
lot of work, but I actually have to prioritize it as like a meeting because connecting with them is where I listen to them, where they tell me what they're struggling with, what they need. And I voice note them throughout the day at my desk. That's one beautiful way. I actually, up until COVID, did Jay's Health Meetup. So we would meet up every three months oh, in wow. a park and we would all bring a Jay's Health recipe and really? we would just hang wow, out, of course. So cool. It was so cool. I actually miss them and I need to reinstate them for sure. I just, just being in touch with them is just the most important thing, whether it's via email, via DMs, voice note. Sometimes I'll call them. My customer support team is our biggest team at Jay's Health Vitamins and it's the, in my eyes, the most important team. I'm very, I would say I'm, I'm micromanaged. I'm very obsessed by that team. I think it's very important to take care of our customers. It's, it's what set, has set us apart in the industry and it's just really important to me. So treating them with kindness and respect as customers and a community and also creating content to support them, whatever it is they want, whether it's products, yes. whether it's recipes, they tell me, can you create a yeah, one pan well, that's, the that's vegetarian because my child I will only eat tofu, like literally listening to every single that thing that they say. Yes. Can you so create important. a protein powder that doesn't bloat me? Okay, sure. Protein plus probiotics is going to be created for you because lactobacillus rhamnosus will really you know, just what is literally allows for the very fine details because you're just so, I would say, addicted and desperate. Like I would even use those words that I feel to I say to my sisters who are also building their businesses, you have to have a healthy addiction and obsession. And I know those words aren't necessarily associated with health. And I'm cautious because Jay's Hub is all about balance, but you do need to have a bit of a healthy addiction and obsession to mm. keep doing what you do because I'm just obsessed by it. I need them to have that protein that's not going to bloat them. Like I literally, I need yes. to get give them a fish oil. That's the best fish oil in the world. I need to get that one pan out there. Like it's a, it's just a, a desperate desire to support them. So you need to have that to keep doing it because it's exhausting. That's the truth. Mm. Like constantly nourishing a community and customers and a team, it's not the easiest thing, but it's just a calling. Have to do it. It's interesting that you say about listening because I think that is so important and yeah. at the end of the day, they are your customers. So they're the ones that are going to be buying the product. So yeah. listening to what they want and their needs, it's so important. It reminded me last year I did a podcast with our former treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, and I remember when I was doing research for one of our interviews, he didn't tell me this, but some other people did, that during COVID and everything that was going on and how we were forced into a recession, obviously, for our health, that he called people, just randomly businesses, oh. to just see how they were going and what they needed. That's cool. I remember thinking, God, that's the treasurer of the country, just cold calling <laughs> businesses to see what they want. That's cool. But it goes to what we're saying of the whole idea about the fact that you need to listen to your customers. And 100%. that that's so important in your community and nourish them and their needs it's yeah it's such yeah. a big part it's a strength I'm actually I really like to work on the listening aspect in my personal life but I definitely prioritize it in my work life and now Jess obviously you have this big business and you're doing so many amazing things overseas how do you have time to yourself I'm I know it actually causes you to laugh because I'm like where do you I don't find even that? know <laughs> And what do you do? What do you do when you I want to hear what you like, do too. I do a lot of meditation. I do that every day because that's cool. by myself and yes. it allows me, it gives me time to be in silence, which I love. Mm. I'm a very spiritual person, so it allows me to connect. Do you do TM? 
I do Vedic and then I do a whole heap of other kind of meditations, but mostly Vedic. And I just love that peace, that time to myself. And I love to slow down the thought patterns. It's yeah. it's just such a beautiful, beautiful place to be for me. And then I go for walks and yeah. try to catch up with friends. I think there was a stage where I felt like I was neglecting my friends, where mm. I was so into work that that's all I was doing. Yeah. And then obviously being with my family. And I, I remember thinking, geez, I have said no so many times. I think I need to change things up because mm. also being with your friends fuels your soul. It It does. It makes you happy. So I'd love to know how you find that happy medium. I think I've had to learn boundaries. Very important for me. So boundaries look like switching my phone off and social media by 8pm. That is a strict 8.30 sometimes, strict boundary. And I always say to people, you set a time that works for you. But for me, I literally delete the Instagram app and my email app and I switch my phone off by 8.30. I have Basically, it's actually switches the phone off. So that's one boundary. My other boundaries is slow weekends. And I try not to have too many arrangements on weekends. Of course, seeing friends and family is a priority to me, but I will do it when I have energy to do it. So slow weekends with saying no where I need to. We don't work on weekends. We did in the early days of JS Health and we just don't. We just don't talk about work. We just don't work on weekends. I know that sounds silly to say, but we we have a strict boundary with that. Yeah, I have a morning and nighttime routine I'm very committed to. 30 minutes on each end really sets me up for a wholesome day. 30 minutes, JS Health app workout, 20 minutes, coffee, JS Health smoothie, vitamins. And I, then I will tend to my phone. I try not to look at my phone until I get to my desk. So that's another boundary. Mm. Same thing at night. So I do sort of a wind down because I say to people, you have to prepare your mind and body for rest these days, especially in the world we're living in. You have to calm down the nervous system, calm down cortisol. So I prepare my mind and body for rest. So that looks like a bath, switching my phone mm. off, having a JS Health dinner, time with my husband. So my husband and I, it's actually a really big trick of ours. We do a night walk. So yes. we're obviously blessed to live in a safe country where we can. And because um, I know I've lived in a country where I could never have done that. So if we walk for about 45 minutes every night from about 8.30 to 9.30. And it, there's something about it, but it's a circuit breaker. Probably mm. being in the stars with the stars in the silence. The silence of the night is so peaceful, but it breaks the day. It breaks yes. the day and takes away that feeling of chaos and overwhelm and there's stillness and peace. And I literally feel different when I get home. And literally, and it could be, you could go for a 10 minute night walk. It doesn't have to be as long as we do it. We just love it now, but it could just be around the block and it's a circuit breaker. It takes you away from that stress of the day. And that is another thing that's really kept us um, balanced. It's difficult for us to take holidays, but we do try and take two breaks a year. It's very scary for us to leave the business because it's still a growing small business, but we are taking a break in two weeks. And that was a last minute decision. Um, it's really difficult for my husband in particular. So I'm, I have to like help him to feel safe to leave the business. And it's just really important that we do that. Um, so two, two breaks a year, I do encourage the team to do the same. We actually shut down Jay's Health Vitamins over Christmas as much as we can, except for our customer support team. It's kind of like a forced break because I know that my girls need to refresh their minds. Yes. It's, it's, they're exhausted. And... Yeah, I guess those are some of the boundaries. Saying no where I need to, as hard as it is, I'm such a people pleaser. But saying no is very important to me. 
I think that's a big one. And also you mentioned the night walks. It's funny you say that because during COVID, I live in Melbourne, so we were in lockdown for a very long period of time. So all I did was walk. I think all Melbournians just walked. I mean, you'll (laughs) catch up with someone, you just walked. Mm -hmm. Um, If they lived in your range. Anyway, so the best ideas... I think I've ever had came out of walking. 100%. It was so many ideas for this podcast, for my business oh, came out of walking and just talking through it with someone and just saying, hey, I had this idea and then them saying something and you go, yeah, and then what about this? And by the end of the walk, because we'd walk for maybe an hour or so, 100%. this whole concept was basically there. I love that. I love love that that. you do that as well. I think it gives you space because the stillness and the pace and the silence gives your brain some space to have those ideas. Like we're living in a world where it actually feels hard to find space in our brains. It's so chaotic. That's why I'm very strict about social media, very strict, because if you have a spare moment, you'll lie in your bed or your couch and scroll, scroll. So that's just inundation Mm. of information, inundation, inundation of comparison, inundation of everything. Your brain, you don't realize it and we don't realize it, but our brain, it takes a toll on our mental health and and the space in our brains. And I know that there'll be research coming out on that soon. I just think to reduce the inundation and allow for more peace and space has to be a practice that we work on in this day and age. So you mentioned comparison just then. How do you not get into the shackles of comparison because it can be hard in any business and especially Mm. now because of social media, it's so easy to be able to see what other people are doing. And we talk about envy a lot on the podcast and Mm. how someone once summarised it really well. They said, it's like salt. Uh, You put a little bit in and it can be good. It gives you ideas. It Mm. triggers your mind for different things. But if you put too much in, it ruins the flavour. And I wonder, how do you deal with envy or comparison in your life? Yeah, I've actually was going in my therapy last week. I went through it because sometimes I get really afraid of evil eye. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous. Or like people rejecting like envy on me. And then I try and equalize. I try and bring myself back down to, to not, to not threaten them. And so my theme of this week has sit in your power. And my therapist literally does this with her hands, like sit in your power and she says, if you want a big life, which you have, it comes with judgment, does. envy. And she launched a book a couple of months ago and she said, I launched my book and I was getting all this new attention and definitely a little bit of envy and judgment. And I could just feel, and she said, I realized in that moment, I can't have this. I can't have the success and this big life without that. It doesn't yeah. exist. It's not part doesn't. of humanity. And it was such a good, it was like a relief to me. It gives me chills too. Like I can't have this life that I've been blessed to have and same as you and same as everyone sitting here today and, and be able to build a career that we love and work in and what we love every day and have health and abundance and whatever it is without that. It just don't, I don't think it exists. So to stop, I was always trying to change that narrative. No, no, no. Don't feel envious. Don't feel judgment. Why do they think that? Why are they saying that? They, I hate it when people make up things that aren't true. It's like, it's been my pet peeve probably mm. my whole life until you, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know the truth. And I, I'm trying to stop fixing that because people will judge. They will be envy and that is just part of it. So accepting that you're going to build a big, beautiful life and that's just what comes with it. In terms of my career, I've one thing I have done right is I haven't looked to my left or my right too much. 
Yeah. And then when I have, it's really detracted the energy from myself to my business. So it's just not worth it. I haven't looked to my left and my right too much. And, you know, when you're in front, don't look behind. Mm. It's just... It slows you down. I think it does. It's not, I see energy as so precious, like nuggets of gold. And like where you've got to think really carefully. It's the same with where you put your energy after work to friends, to family, social media, you choose, but where you put your energy matters. And I just think putting your energy into competition and copycats, which I deal with a lot, it's just not worth it because that's detracting yes. energy that I can give to my team, to my community, to my customers. And it's hard. It's hard not to react when people are copying you or competing with you. It's difficult because I'm actually not a naturally, I'm competitive with myself, but I'm not naturally a competitive person. So I, I struggle with that a little bit. Like, why can't we all just stay in our own lanes and celebrate each other? Like, I'm just... Can we all be mates? Like, really? Yeah. And I, sometimes I feel like even in my industry, like, are we really supporting each other? Like, I really want to support my fellow female founders. Yeah. I really, really want to. But sometimes it feels to me... You see things, yeah. And I'm like, let's really support each other. You know, like, really, yeah. really. Because there is enough success and abundance for all of us. Well, and I think... It. I, th- I really believe there is. They say the, the uni- universe is infinite. It's... F- yeah. So your abundance, Jess, is not going to take away from my abundance. No. And it's when we get into that scarcity mindset where yeah. we're so restrictive with everything and like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want her to see this because no. then maybe she'll take it away from me. I mean, that just creates, as you said, where you place your energy, more energy flows. It creates that scarcity mentality. I was about to say, that equals scarcity. If you are looking yeah. to your left and your right and comparing yourself and competing, it, I, I don't know, and you're the um, pro manifester and you're so beautifully spiritual in this way. I, I believe in my intuitive heart that would lead to less. Yes, that no, would it does. lead to scarcity, not abundance. So, absolutely. It's a practice that we must all, it's like the muscle that we must all work, you know, to yeah. remember that we um, can create our own success and there is enough for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's hard living in a society where there's constant judgment and criticism and com- comparison. I mean, yeah. social media, everyone's just looking at everyone on, in Europe right now, um, living up the dream. But also you don't know what people are going through and how they struggle. Like I've been on trips where it looks like I've lived the dream and that's why I try my best every day on social media to also show the low parts of life because yes. I've been on beautiful trips in the most beautiful part of Europe and I've struggled with horrific anxiety and wanting to literally crawl into a ball and never see the world again. Like, so just, it's be- it's nice to live a beautiful life and show that, but we also have a responsibility to show the, the darker sides of life and the, the imperfections and the hardship and the pain, especially if we have a social media following. I don't like to look like I'm complaining, but I like to keep it real because yes, that is life. It it's beautiful. You can be on a beautiful mm. beach in Europe, but you can also be suffering and Absolutely. life is both. You know, life is I think both. it's really interesting. You mentioned before also about Americans are so good at this, celebrating the wins and telling it how yeah. it is. And they say that we have that tall poppy syndrome here. And 100%. But I even experience it within myself. It's like sometimes even with people that you know well and you love, mm. you just don't want to even tell them about something good that's happened sometimes because maybe in their life something the things aren't working out and you feel bad or... There are times where you're like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm boasting or, no, you know, I, I never put a know post how much up. to save. <laughs> yeah. Because you also I put a post up the other day on my social media and I don't often do this about how we had record numbers the last month and amazing. it was an amazing, amazing achievement because the growth was so big. And I was like, oh, cringe before I did it. But I thought, no, I really want to show the community mm. 
what people wrote was so beautiful. I know. And I thought to myself, why did I even think that before I put it up? It's true. Why would I think that people would think a certain way? So, mm. yeah, and it's, it's inspiring. You have to remember for some people it's very inspirational. Some people might yes. judge and compare, but for a lot of people like your community, you're inspiring them to show them what's possible. And Absolutely. so that you can't, you cannot deny yourself of that, of inspiring others. And I think we as women can work better at celebrating one another. I think that's a work yes. in progress. And I really personally am very interested in that. I think it's extremely important. And then I think, again, it leads to abundance for all of us. Mm. That mentality and energy of abundance and giving and generosity, it can only lead to more and more and more good things. But it's so I love that because, yeah, remind yourself, am I, well, whenever, whenever I also um, am not sure what to put something up, I'm like, is this going to inspire someone? Is this, am I doing this just for myself or am I going to do this for the greater good? And Absolutely. showing people what you were able to achieve and create is so motivating and inspiring to someone else who's thinking of doing what something like, yes. you know, something like that or thinking of doing yes. anything. It's cool to see other women thrive and I think it is very inspiring. And you will always have the naysayers. You will always have the envy people, as we just said. Like you have to have that big life of success yeah. alongside the other negative points. It just comes with it. What is the best advice that you have ever been given? <laughs> Definitely my dad's voice in my head. He is a workaholic probably, but he's worked hard his whole life and came from very little and has had to, and he's created success from it. And I think he has always said to my sisters and I, keep boxing. It's so funny. Like we laugh at him, but <laughs> ev at every moment, like he says, I will speak to him at the end of the day and I'll tell him about the day and he'll say, he'll just say, well, keep boxing, keep boxing. And like, it, it is just something that has stuck in my head because you do have to just keep boxing through this life and through the good, through the bad, through the hard, through the joys, through the, just through it all. You have to just keep fighting. Mm. And as I said, I was afraid of the hardship and afraid of the fight probably, but I'm just going to keep boxing because I think that just gets you through it all. I think that that's my advice. I mean, my dad is just very wise and I know it's, it sounds quite simple, but just keep boxing, keep doing it. And you will achieve, you will achieve like for everyone out there who's wanting to start their own business, who's in the midst of a hardship, who's in the midst of feeling like I can't keep doing this, just keep boxing. Yes. What is the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn? Not taking things personally. Mm. Yes. because everyone is suffering and everything, everyone is going through their own stuff. Not everyone's managing their stuff. Like I always say, we have to do the hard work. Like it's hard work exercising every day, having a morning and nighttime routine, <laughs> seeing a therapist, seeing a psychiatrist, booking in the psych. Like it's hard work. It's My a God, lot to do. it's a lot. But we have to, otherwise it unfortunately can't, it manifests in the wrong ways. Yes. And so, yeah, I think, if people react negatively or do something that upsets me or hurts me, it's probably got nothing to do with me. So yeah. I read a quote the other day that said something like, the best healthy habit to learn is to not take things personally. Ah, oh, so true. Jay Shetty, who I think you've had on your podcast. Yes, right? yes, I have. He said, yes. he posted, he said, the healthiest habit you can learn is to not take things personally. Because I'm a very sensitive, intuitive soul. And I literally yeah. think I take the world personally. <laughs> And I'm just like, my mom is so good at that, maybe because she's a therapist. She says, it's got nothing to do with you. I know, she says I know, that to me true. all the time. It's got nothing to do with you. And it can, 
sometimes we trigger others, you know, and it's yes. just their own stuff and their own needs not met um, and the hard work maybe hasn't been done. And so I'm not perfect either. So when I see sort of things coming up for me or I feel myself getting triggered or whatever it is, I take it to the hard work. I take it to therapy or I increase my dose of Zoloft or I sleep more. I take a few steps back or I take a vacation. Like, you know, it's a good reminder when I see myself, oh, why am I looking to my left and right? Why am I comparing myself? Okay. Back to the hard work, back to the drawing board. Let's, let's work on this, you know? And do you have a favorite saying or prayer or mantra? I know it sounds cliched, but kindness, like more kindness, less judgment. I just think, I I mean, I try and flood that into the culture at work, through the community, through my friendships, through my family, just more kindness. I think my mm. dad has definitely taught my sisters and I that. I've never heard my dad speak an unkind word. I've never heard him speak negatively about someone in my entire life. Like I swear to God, hand on heart, I've never heard him speak negatively about someone. And I think there's just something so spiritual about kindness, like what it can attract. One One kind deed, one kind compliment, one kind gesture, like the energy of kindness is powerful, I think more powerful than we realize. And I see it in the Jays Health HQ. They are kind <laughs> to each other. And when they are not, like unfortunately there's only been probably two experiences, they are unfortunately no longer welcome. So yes. it's kindness, kindness, kindness. It goes a long way. It allows everything to flourish. And so more kindness, less judgment, less criticism. And it allows us to get through life a little bit easier, I think. Kindness, I remember talking to someone, it was in the first season of the podcast so many moons ago, but he was mm. his specialty is kindness. And he was talking about the ripple effect of kindness and how you don't realise that you being kind to someone makes their day in return. They're so happy. They're kind to someone else. And you will never see the ripple effect of what a beautiful gesture you gave did. And the same goes, though, with negativity. Mm. You snap at someone, that upsets them, they internalise yeah. it, they then snap at someone else and bang, bang, bang. It's, it's you know, a domino effect. So I think, you know, we don't realise the power that we have when we're kind to someone. I know. It's, it I makes know. us feel good too. And you, you really do not know what someone's going through. So yeah. that kind gesture could change their lives, save their yeah. lives, make a save difference their to their day, yeah. save their lives, Absolutely. literally. And I think yeah. I think you would know more about this, but there must be, I wish we had some studies on this, but there must be some signs in the energy of kindness, like the, the frequency of kindness, the elevation. Well, it's interesting. There's, I always talk about the law of cause and effect, which, you know, you could yeah. throw kindness into that, which is Newton's third law of motion, which is basically when you yes. throw something, it comes back to you. So throw a ball at the wall, you know, it will come back to you. And that's the same from a spiritual perspective. That's one of the laws that we look at, which is the fact that if you're kind to someone, that will be Absolutely. reflected in your life somehow. And it's with everything in your life that you do is good, but then also everything in your life that you do that is not so nice. So when you understand that and you believe in that, you'll see it everywhere you go. It's unbelievable. hundred percent. I think the elevation of kindness or kind acts and the frequency and the exactly what you said, like putting that kindness out, what comes back from that is magical. And I think we probably haven't tapped into how powerful that can be. Absolutely. That also helps my own mental health. 
Yes. You know? Yes. Like when I'm when I'm having a hard day and I give back or do something that's kind or generous or help someone or do someone a favor, it genuinely enhances my own mental well-being. Mm, it so does. I think Yeah, I think it's that, so important. It's important. What is a life of greatness to you? <laughs> Such a big question. Peace. Like living in peace because I had struggled. I had, I've experienced the pain of not having peace. I remember thinking all you, all I want is peace. Mm. And there's nothing richer than living a life of peace and well-being. You know, health and peace, it sounds again cliched, but it really, if I can get through the next decade or two decades or three decades feeling like that was peaceful. I felt peaceful within myself, just at peace with who I am. I think that for me is going to be a life of greatness. Jessica Seffel, thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability, but also the hard work that you've done in dedicating your life's mission to this amazing, amazing brand because it has changed the lives of so many people. Thank and, you. And as you grow, you, you hit more people with the beautiful work you do. So thank you oh, for the lovely you, conversation Sarah. today. That was beautiful and well done to you for everything you've achieved too. You should be so proud. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I'd love you to join my community on Instagram at Sarah Grimberg, where we post videos and behind-the-scenes footage of each recording. You can also join my private Facebook group, Live Life Greatly, where we discuss the content in this episode and many more, as well as give advice and tips on how to live a life of love and meaning. To purchase my ebook, Finding Greatness, head to sarahgrimberg.com. And if you love what you heard, then we'd love you to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app and leave a five-star review. It will help us share this wisdom with others. A Life of Greatness's executive producer is me, Sarah Grimberg. Audio producers, Matt Curry and Nicola Sitch. Special thanks to Grant Tothill for bringing this dream to life. For more episodes, search a Life of Greatness podcast, download the new listener app now and listen for free. Listener.